Hey guys, welcome back to the show and thank you so much for tuning in. Today we're going to be talking about the recent social media meltdown that Jim Gaffigan had over President Trump. So Jim Gaffigan is of course a very popular comedian, but to be honest with you, I personally am not very familiar with his work. I've heard of his name before and I knew that he was a comedian, but I can't actually recall if I've ever seen any of his material myself. But in any case, several days ago was, as you know, the RNC, an event that overall was pretty well received, so much so that after the convention, President Trump's approval ratings got a little bit of a bump. But do you know who was not a fan of the RNC? Well, apparently, Jim Gaffigan, during one of the nights of the convention, he took to his Twitter account to lambast that, look, Trumpers, I get it. As a kid, I was a Cubs fan, and I know you stick by your team no matter what. But he's a traitor and a con man who doesn't care about you. Deep down, you know it. I'm sure you enjoy pissing people off, but you know Trump is a liar and a criminal. So clearly, there's a lot of feelings and a lot of hatred going on in that one single post, but that was just the kicking off point into what would eventually become an entire Twitter thread rant against Trump and the Republicans and pretty much any anyone who still supports them at this point. And so I thought it would be fun for us to look at all these posts as a case study into Trump derangement syndrome. And before we get started, just to be clear, simply not liking Trump is not in and of itself Trump derangement syndrome, right? Um, there are legitimate criticisms of Trump out there, some of which I have myself, but that is not what Trump derangement is about. No, no, Trump derangement is the overly emotional, hyperbolic, personal, deep-seated hatred for Trump. It's irrational and it's uninformed. And we see that with this first post already. Jim Gaffigan calls Trump a traitor and a con man who doesn't care about you. He calls him a liar and he assumes that people only support him because they enjoy, quote, pissing people off. In that post, there is no substantive criticism of Trump or his policies. There's no reference to things Trump has actually done. There is just name-calling and vitriol. And that, at its core, is what Trump derangement syndrome is all about. It's the political equivalent of a temper tantrum that so many of these celebrities, especially on social media, seem to have. And I also want to mention that of course, celebrities like anyone else are entitled to their political opinions. And you know what? To give Jim Gaffigan credit, at least he's not doing this during one of his shows, one of his shows where he has charged people to see comedy. Not a political tirade, and that's something that not all comedians can claim. But the reason why I'm talking about this isn't because he's a celebrity and his opinions have no merit. It's because his opinions are stupid and ridiculous, and him being a celebrity doesn't shield him from criticism, if that makes sense. But let's continue on with these posts. He then said, by the way, you can't be against cancel culture and tell people to stay out of politics. You know the time you did a job and didn't get paid? That's Trump and you know it. So I don't know, frankly, what he's talking about with that second part of the tweet, the time you did a job and didn't get paid, that's Trump no clue what he's referring to. But in regard to cancel culture, I do agree. No, we can't tell Jim Gaffigan nor any other celebrity to just not have political opinions because they have the right to. Doesn't mean their political opinions are correct just because they're celebrities, but 
they have the right to participate in the public discourse just like anyone else. And I will say that if you are opposed to cancel culture, then boycotting Jim Gaffigan and any other project he's attached to for the rest of your life probably isn't the best way to show your opposition to cancel culture. I mean, just think how you would want a celebrity treated if they came out as a vocal Trump supporter who is very against Biden and BLM. There should be some sort of reciprocity there. If we expect liberals to respect our political opinions, then we need to be able to respect theirs. Gaffigan then tweeted, I know you hate snobs and elites, I get it, but look at Ivana and that douchebag Jared. Think they're on your side? Do you think they've ever done a real day's work in their lives? Wake up. The first thing I want to point out here is the misspelling and misnaming of Jared and Ivanka. I'm not trying to be some sort of elitist grammar punctuation spelling Nazi here, but I think this does speak to the fact that Jim Gaffigan is simply clearly uninformed about politics. It's Ivanka. It's spelled J-A-R-E-D. Pretty much anyone with any sort of surface level interaction with political news would probably know that. Also more broadly, just notice how Gaffigan's entire response to Trump's base's resentment toward the elites is just, well, Jared and Ivanka are rich, so there, I know this may be hard for people like Jim Gaffigan to understand, but unlike the progressive base, Trump's base isn't obsessed with hating anyone richer than them. That's a left-wing position, not a right-wing position. Instead, the resentment toward the elites that the right-wing tends to have is more based on the fact that they feel like politics doesn't represent the average person or the average voice, not that they aren't getting enough gibs. Yes, Trump is a billionaire, his entire family is stinking rich, but guess what? They still give attention and believe in the American working class, his policies reflect that. The emphasis on bringing back manufacturing jobs to the United States, that speaks to Trump voters. Addressing the fact that foreign workers do come in and flood the American job market while driving down wages, Trump workers care about that. Cutting taxes for small businesses and American households, Trump voters care about that. Oh, but they're rich billionaires who probably don't do any work because I don't know how business functions. That type of rhetoric may work with Bernie Sanders and AOC supporters, but Trump supporters, by and large, don't care how much money the president has, they just want results. Gaffigan then posted that, To those of you who think I'm destroying my career, wake up. If Trump gets elected, the economy will never come back. Again, no disrespect to Jim Gaffigan, he's allowed to have his own opinion and all that, but clearly this is someone who just does not engage with the news or politics in any meaningful, substantive way. All right, under the Trump administration, there was record low unemployment, including among groups like black people and women and Latinos. There was record high black entrepreneurship. These things don't just happen. Love Trump or hate Trump, the man knows what he's doing when it comes to the economy because he has experience running businesses. And I've even seen liberals and centrists admit that even though they don't like him as a person, you can't argue with the results that he gets when it comes to the economy. So you, Jim Gaffigan, using the economy as this, oh, well, it's obviously gonna fail if Trump gets elected. It's like, have you not been 
paying attention. It seem it seems like you've not been paying attention. I mean, sure, there's been a downturn since the pandemic, but that's true for literally every other country practically. So I'm not sure how without Trump, the US would have been spared that, especially considering that according to a lot of Democrats, Trump should have done more to shut down the economy. So it's like, I, I, I don't know what you people want. And we have a lot more Gaffigan TDS to go over, but before we do, I wanna tell you folks about Candid. So Candid clear liners are comfortable, removable, and totally invisible, unlike wire braces. So you can transform your smile without anyone noticing. Candid only works with orthodontists, never general dentists like other companies. And with some of those other companies, the thing is you may never hear from a doctor as you go through your treatment, which is ridiculous. With Candid, your treatment includes remote monitoring by the same orthodontist who created your plan, so you never have to wonder how you're doing. You'll always know which I love. We are doing the candid treatment plan and you scan your teeth and send them over to your orthodontist every 10 days. So you are monitored and you have help and guidance every single step of the way. The average candid treatment is just six months and you'll start seeing results way before then and candid costs an average 50% less than Invisalign. It's a really amazing product, you guys. You can do your entire treatment plan from your impressions to receiving your actual aligners entirely remote. So whether you're traveling or stuck in lockdown because of the pandemic, you can still be improving your smile. So are you ready to take the first step toward getting your dream smile you can't wait to show off? Get started today from the comfort of your own home with Candid's risk-free starter kit and $75 off. Go to candidco.com Lauren and use the code Lauren. That's candidco.com Lauren with the code Lauren for your risk-free starter kit and $75 off. Again, that is candidco.com Lauren. Lauren with the code Lauren. This is a truly revolutionary product. I don't think straight teeth have ever been more accessible. But back to Gaffigan's tweets, he then posted, you know he lies constantly, yet you don't care? What, because he insults people that make you and me feel dumb? I know calling Trump a liar is something that the left and never Trumpers love to do, but honestly, save for some hyperbole, which admittedly Trump does do a lot, I haven't really seen any substantial allegations of lying from Trump. And you know, if I'm wrong here or just missing something, then please correct me, but I don't think many Trump supporters care whether he exaggerates the number of people that were at his rally. It's just not a big deal. And here we also have more flimsy character assassination with no discussion of politics. And it's it really seems as if people like Jim Gaffigan just cannot fathom that the average voter cares more about things like I don't know, tax cuts than what Trump does or does not say on Twitter. Hate to break it to you, Jim, but no, not everyone is as privileged as you or I to spend most of their waking hours on social media. Other people have things like I don't know, nine to five jobs they're kind of busy with. Gaffigan then tweeted, please don't buy that socialist crap either. Obviously, Obama wasn't a socialist. This is all lies to scare you and you know it. Biden is not a radical. Are you serious? Well, no, I don't think that Obama was a socialist and I don't think that Biden is one either, but you can't deny that even though Biden may not be as far left as people like AOC, Bernie Sanders, or Elizabeth Warren, that doesn't mean that his platform in order to try to pander to progressives is completely free from radicalism. Case in point, part of his official platform on his official website talks about making housing a right not a privilege, a right. Making housing a right is a radical idea. 
There's no other way to say it. When it comes to healthcare, Biden's website describes how, quote, the Affordable Care Act made historic progress ensuring access to free preventative care, including contraception. The Biden plan will build on that progress. Vice President Biden supports repealing the Hyde Amendment because healthcare is a right that should not be dependent on one zip code or income. And the public option will cover contraception and a woman's constitutional right under Roe v. Wade. Free birth control is radical. Making healthcare a right is radical. Additionally, in regard to abortion, Biden's site mentions that they will stop state laws violating Roe v. Wade. Biden will work to codify Roe v. Wade and his Justice Department will do everything in its power to stop the rash of state laws that so blatantly violate Roe v. Wade. Although the website doesn't explicitly say it, that to me does sound like they will strike down any state laws that try to restrict abortion. And yeah, abortion up until birth, that is a radical position. Just because Democrats have started talking more about things like abortion up until birth, healthcare and housing as a right, quote, free prescriptions, just because many Democrats may have embraced those issues, that doesn't mean they aren't considered radical by the vast amount of voters out there. So to sum up, no, Biden isn't as bad as AOC, but he's not exactly a blue dog Democrat either. And finally, my favorite tweet from Gaffigan, he says, remember everything Trump accuses the Democrats of, he's guilty of. Don't let the socialist name-calling distract you from the fact that he is a fascist who has no belief in law. The idea that Trump is some criminal who has no regard for the rule of law, that's been a Democrat talking point for pretty much as long as Trump has been involved in politics. But as I'm sure we all remember, all of that impeachment stuff trying to frame Trump as a criminal, that was all a nothing burger. I mean, if someone out there has evidence that Trump is a criminal, then please share it with the class. But it really doesn't seem like such evidence exists. And don't get me wrong, just because Trump isn't a criminal, that doesn't need to mean he's this amazing president who you love, but still, people with TDS, it's like they have no room for nuance. Trump just can't be a not great president. He needs to be an outright evil, fascist, criminal, liar, con man, just all of the bad things all at once. And I mean, to that point, there was this video that was trending on Twitter, I think posted by John Cusack at some point that really did try to paint Trump as an actual supporter of right-wing terrorism. Radical right extremists. Dylan Roof's disturbing confession to killing nine people inside a South Carolina church. He calls himself a white nationalist. You know what I am? I'm a nationalists. Very fine people on both sides. Domestic terrorists, conspiracy chaos agents, QAnon. QAnon followers believe world governments are being controlled by a shadowy cabal of pedophiles. Trump let them in and watches as the safety, security, and health of our communities are destroyed. Kyle Rittenhouse accused of using an AR-15 to shoot and kill two people. Vote for Trump is a vote for radical right terrorism. And just as an aside, by the way, is anyone else blocked by John Cusack? Because it turns out that I am, and I can't figure out why, because I'm pretty sure I've never interacted with him. But anyway, right-wing terrorism is bad. Of course it is. I have no problem saying that, but you would have to be pretty naive and pretty disengaged from politics and the news to believe that currently right-wing terrorism poses more of a threat than left-wing terrorism. I mean, we've been having fiery, violent riots because of left-wing groups for months now, months on end. And you know what? To Joe Biden's credit, he has actually denounced these riots 
finally, but even in his denouncement, you'll see that he refuses to actually name the groups responsible for the riots. People like Antifa and people like BLM. And if you ask me, the reason why he refuses to do that is because he doesn't want to alienate the far left base Democrats currently have. Rioting is not protesting. Looting is not protesting. Setting fires is not protesting. None of this is protesting. It's lawlessness, plain and simple. And those who do it should be prosecuted. Violence will not bring change. It'll only bring destruction. It's wrong in every way. It divides instead of unites. Destroys businesses, only hurts the working families that serve the community. It makes things worse across the board, not better. No, it's not what uh, Dr. King or John Lewis taught, and it must end. That's nice, Joe, but as they say, talk is cheap. And what I would love to know is that if you were president, what tangible actions would you take in order to quell the violence in these major cities? And actually, based on a recent tweet he put out, it seems like perhaps his strategy would be, well, if I were president, then these people wouldn't be rioting in the first place because they would like me. His official account tweeted out, does anyone believe there will be less violence in America if Donald Trump is reelected? He's essentially saying, vote for me so the people who support me don't cause more violence. Like really, is that the best campaign strategy you can come up with? vote for me or else my violent supporters will wage war on your neighborhoods. I don't know if that's the best look, but in contrast to that, Donald Trump, love him or hate him, again, throughout all of this, he has been very vocal in condemning the violence, in condemning Antifa, in offering governors and mayors federal assistance to stop the rioting, which by and large, they have refused. And in response to Biden's statement about the riots, he posted, just watched what Biden had to say. To me, he's blaming the police far more than he's blaming the rioters, anarchists, agitators, and looters, which he could never blame or he would lose the radical left Bernie supporters. You don't have to like Trump as a person. You don't even need to vote for him. But can anyone honestly say that they believe that the economy would be better under Biden than it was under Trump? Would anyone actually believe that Biden would be better at dealing with violent rioters than Trump? And no, I don't mean dealing with as in just placating them by giving them everything they want, but I mean actually putting a stop to the far left agenda? I don't think so. That's pretty much all I have to say about this whole tedious episode, but as always, I would love to know what you guys think. Will you or will you not continue to support Jim Gaffigan after seeing what he has to say about Trump and his supporters? And do you think Gaffigan is right when he criticizes Trump about I don't know, being a liar or a fascist? If so, I would love to hear it, but that's it for now. Thank you so much for tuning in and I'll see you next time.